All right, sweet. Welcome to the podcast, my boy, bit by bit. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, of course. Um, I figured you and I are already like good personal friends, so it was only right to start it off with my actual good friend, like someone I'm actually friends with, and a project that I've seen from birth to now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time of like hearing about it and then listening to it and I think now it's different taking a couple of years off of listening to it and then coming back the past week and mm-hmm. replaying I think I enjoy it now even more <laughs> I'm like wow this is a really good body of work right I appreciate that that's the goal of music to hopefully be able to last throughout time mm-hmm. yeah um I wanted to get into so symphony itself I know you used to call it a mixtape. I'm going to call it an album because it's it's essentially an album. It's like this beautiful piece of body of work. Nah, I appreciate that. I still categorize it as a mixtape because, really? you know, yeah, being inspired by it, just like the mixtapes that I grew up with and that I love, like Big Sean's Detroit Tape, the Late Nights mixtapes, the Gangsta Grills, the Lil Wayne Tapes that would drop, man like J. Cole's Friday Night Lights, like these are things that I looked up to as I was making Symphony. And conceptually, I really didn't have that much of a plan going into it. It's just like, let me make eight really cool songs and it's just my if sequence and that made it flow the way it did. But I really kind of just approached it in the frame of a mixtape. Like I still count it as a mixtape to this day. Mm, Okay, that's what's up. Uh, You brought up some really good references too uh some classic mixtapes so yeah if you're calling it a mixtape i'll call it a mixtape uh, <laughs> it's a good mixtape i wanted to Thank get you. into um you know right off the bat september's baby and the meaning behind the track like yeah. when re-listening to it you know instantly hear anna's voice and then it goes into your rapping and you know moose is on there as well doing this yeah. thing. what is it of like why that why september's baby why is it called September's Baby and what does it mean to you, the track? September's Baby is in reference to me because my birthday is in September 14th. Mm. And this is like the first song where I was really talking to myself in terms of my verse. Like when I helped Anna write her verse, that was a whole nother thing. But when it came down to my verse, it really was a conversation I was having within myself, especially at the time where I'm just starting to start off my music career and having the conversation and the dialogue. Like, all right, am I going to choose my professional life or my personal life and what's going to take dominance? And, you know, I'm going to leave it up to interpretation of what people think I meant by it or what they thought I chose. But that's really was the conversation I was having with myself, but it's just the way I wrote it. It makes it sound like a breakup song as well. So I wanted people to have two meanings in a way. And that's like a common theme on the project of me writing from a perspective of like, I'm talking to a girl, but really I'm talking about some real stuff. Yeah. Cause it's, that, that makes sense. Okay. Cause it does sound like you were talking one-on-one to somebody, but mm-hmm. it's almost like a reflection of what you're thinking, I guess. Um, exactly. And Musa picked up on that vibe instantly because even in his verse, he sent me his verse and it was exactly the same edge as mine where he was talking about, like, it sounded like he was talking to somebody, like having a dialogue, but Mm -hmm. really it's him talking to himself about his childhood and saying like, yo, these are times I'm not going to get back. So Mm -hmm. he instantly hopped on that vibe. So 
we wanted to make something deeper than just you know an i love you song yeah no that's now i gotta replay it again and now with that perspective that makes a lot more sense why um how long does a song like that how long did it take to create it took me a while because it was a song like the rest of the tape where I did it bit by bit. And of course, mm-hmm. being in college at the time, didn't have a lot of money. So it wasn't like I could like do everything at once like I wanted to. It would be like a session where I would lay down the instruments, like the bass and the and the keys. And then Chris would come in and beatbox. And then on another session, we would lay down Anna's parts. And then in another session, we would lay down Moose's parts then I would take like a long time to write it because I, I've tried to write when I try, I do write from a very honest place. And sometimes it takes me a while mm. to collect my words and exactly what I want to say. And that was just the case for this song, which you'll hear. It's some songs that I write really fast, but then it's also some songs that like take me some time because I need the life experience to be able to write about it. Let's get into that part you uh, mentioned. Duff? completely forgot about it actually um with chris like if you could expand on that more the aspect of having chris come in and beatbox yeah i'm a really huge fan of timbaland and i Mm -hmm. love that the beatbox the way he does it is that he beatboxes the same the same parts like the same rhythms and he'll pan it one to the left one to the right i didn't want to do that i just wanted chris to beatbox straight ahead and me and chris watson growing up me and him would beatbox and I rap all the time. So I just mm-hmm. kind of was like, I played the beat for him one day. We was in the car and he just started. And I was like, yo, that's pretty tight. Mm-hmm. How about you do that on the record? So now it's just become this thing like every record that I produce so far, knocking on wood, he ends up beatboxing on it just to give it like an extra layer of percussion. It's never meant to be like the main layer of percussion. It's always just like an extra layer to add on top of whatever the drums is doing in the track mm. uh, that's pretty sweet I, I don't think i ever really knew that i mean i know you have mentioned it before that chris is on the track but mm-hmm. i never knew like the full backstory of it that's yeah. pretty sweet yeah i want to get into um hourglass and i feel like hourglass and september's baby kind of best describe like the feeling of summer ending and going into you know the fall right. um, of september and october and they're pretty good tracks and hourglass it goes from like september's baby it's like a great r&b track but then you get hourglass and it's really good r&b so how how does that go from like sequencing wise of why you put hourglass right there at track number two because you know you know me personally i always say track number two is like way more important almost than track number one so you know you got to come in after track track number two so why the placement of having hourglass right there the placement really was on josh it's whatever i'd sequence music based on how the beat is sounding and how like it places in my head and the way josh made that beat i was like all right this is like if we go into september's baby and the end of the beat is kind of like this sample like playing itself out the best thing to do is to go into hourglass because the next thing you want to hear is that tick 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 like that clock sound Mm. it just makes a natural progression and yeah the beat dictates where i put it on the record Mm, okay that's a great record i mean they're all great records but that's like a really good one like i said those two back to back really 
I feel like captures that feeling of once summer ends and then goes right into the fall. Like they are songs that you can listen every fall. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think you. they'll get tired of it. <laughs> uh, thank you. I want to go into the look. Okay. Uh, so I put in my notes, it's an all around amazing song uh, by you and, you know, with console. But yeah. let's before I get into my second question, my first big question, that verse. I mean, yeah. you got console there. Gina lays it out, this amazing verse. But yeah. then, you know, Shani does her thing, too, of like singing. It's, it's like a perfect blend. Why console on the look? And why aren't you on the look? That was actually my second question. <laughs> Yeah. So to answer the first question, I really wanted to produce console like a group because at the time they were just starting as a group. I don't even think they recorded together at that point. Like they had did videos and they had been performing, but they didn't like do an actual record together yet. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to produce them as a group. And the beat for, for the beat for the look came around the time I had just did anything all night and me and Dougie had just started to get into a working relationship together. And that was the second beat he gave me. And mm. I just was like, yeah, this is dope. And originally what it was going to be, it was going to be me and console. But when we got to the studio, Gina didn't even have her verse ready yet. So she went into like the lobby or whatever and wrote it out. And I'm oh, working wow. on Full Moon at the time. So we laid Josh's Full Moon verse that night. She comes back, her and Shani. And the only thing I had on the song, like all I gave her was really like just a topic. I was like, hey, I really want this to be a stream of consciousness record. Just let it be known what it is you're thinking at the time. And she went out and wrote that amazing verse and came back. And the only thing I had for Shani was, and it's easy to see and I, that's all I had. And then when Gina came in and laid the verse, I started thinking of like melody ideas that Shani could sing as background. Cause it could have been a thing where Shani just sang the hook Gina through the verse and that's that. But my whole thing was like, if y'all gonna be a group, I'm gonna produce y'all as a group. Mm -hmm. So I want Shani, I want you to come in and do these background parts. I want you to do some of her ins and outs and say some of the things like with more attitude. Like if you ever need me, B, B, and C, C, like the stuff with more attitude, I want mm -hmm. you to come in and really support her on that. And that's how that record came together. Now, why isn't, why ain't I on it? There is a Lost Dewan verse. Oh, I actually really? was on it, but oh, really? I didn't think that I lived up to what Gina was doing. So I took myself off the record. And then me and the mixing engineer, Mike Kola, who was a great mentor of mine, me and him just kind of formed the song around Gina's verse. And I was like, yeah, this would be good. Let's sequence it this way. Start the beat right here. End it off there. Let's really like turn this into a song rather than just a verse and a hook. See, that's like interesting though, like to be an artist and have this be your project and then be like, hey, I'm gonna completely step back and produce this whole record i don't know many artists that like can't can't do that i guess who would really be yeah. like you know what i don't need to be on this track it's good with everyone else on it i'm going to produce it and play the background role everybody usually wants to be front and center so that's really you you know what i mean like that's kudos to you <laughs> thank you yeah for me it's just i want to do what's best for the song and sometimes me not being on the song is what's best for the song so I really try not to let myself get in the way of making the music. And like, if I can find a place for it, mm -hmm. then sure, I'll be on it. But if 
what calls for the song is like just a verse and let that really sparkle and shine i'm gonna do that it's one of my best well it's one of my favorite records i should say it's one of my favorite records ever so far (laughs) it's a great record man like that thank you that right there it's, it's, I was listening to it earlier and the other day and I'm like this is a good song like you don't get tired of hearing it yeah Gina did a really good job um 22 so you know like I've said plenty of times you know me personally I have criticized this obviously not on the mic <laughs> I am not a big fan of producers putting their tags on cohesive albums but there's oh, yeah. something about hearing the boathouse tag that fits perfectly on the song like yeah when it comes to other producers i you know it i do not like when i hear a bunch of tags but this one it just fits perfectly on yeah. the song why um the tag team singing with you and Bea? like how did that come about where you both are like tag team and singing oh okay so do you want me to talk about the producer tag first or the singing first the producer tag was more so like a oh. a shout out to oh. just the fact of how cohesively it works in this. Oh. Um, and, you know, I just don't like producer tags, but on this, <laughs> it worked you. out actually amazing. Um, but yeah, shout the out tag, to House. yeah, shout out to him, man, because that tag is, is it's, a, it's a really great tag when you hear it in the song. Word, word. Yeah, that's that that just goes to both. But the reason why me and Bea did the tag thing tag team singing on it is essentially because that's how we wrote it Mm. really when we were writing the song it would just be me and her jamming and I had just met her at this point and we was just kind of like vibing and then I came up with the end could it be when the feelings are gone that you always here with me because I want you I came up with that part but Mm. we didn't have a beginning so I was like hey I think you should sing Spanish on this. And she was just kind of like questioning, like, what? For real? Why? I was like, well, when you do your own music, are you going to be singing in English or in Spanish? She was like, I'm going to be singing in Spanish. I said, okay, cool. Well, let's do that. She was a little bit hesitant at first, but I was just kind of like, why not? You know? No, let's do it. That's pretty sweet. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. One, the way the track is. Like, I don't know whoever listens to this, if they have heard Symphony yet, or maybe hope, really hopefully they go and listen to it if they haven't heard it. But mm-hmm. the way you guys do it of tag team, like back and forth, how does mm-hmm. that come about in writing? Like, I know you said you guys were in the studio and you wrote it, but mm-hmm. how does that happen? Like, you know, I don't make music at all. So yeah. you, uh, artist, producer, how, how do you walk someone through like singing tag team like that? That makes sense. Yeah essentially what it is is just you kind of lay down the foundations of the parts so like when Mm -hmm. I get a beat essentially I form the whole song in my head dictating on that beat so with the song I knew that I wanted me and Bea to kind of do a tag team thing and I told her about it and then in writing it on that part of the hook with me and her are singing together it just sounded so good when we were singing it when we were writing it I was like hey let's just record it that way and it really kind of came out natural like that so the tag team was half like planned and half just like, oh, wow, that sounds really good. Spare the moment type of thing. Mm, okay. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, Jackson's guitar solo. Oh, like, yeah. What inspired that to, one, it's an amazing guitar solo, 
But what inspired to be like, hey, we need this in the song and right here at this perfect point? Yeah, originally I wanted another rap verse there, but then I realized like, hey, I've been listening to a lot of New Wave, a lot of Prince at the time. And I was just kind of like, hey, I kind of want one of those like wailing guitar things. And then it was something different on the album or on the mixtape, excuse me, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was just something different on the project because at the time I essentially was just like, man, everything it wasn't starting to sound the same but I was starting to come up with the same ideas and I was like yo Amy will be good on this song and then she was already on like two songs and I'm like all right I'm I'm starting to run out of ideas we got to do something we got to do something different and then Bea came along and it was just this fresh this fresh breath of air and literally when Jackson came in me and him had wanted to link up for a long time and finally we had the opportunity and when he was laying his verse or laying his guitar he was like hey do you want me to kind of play in the background like nah I want you to do like a solo like on some print shit like really just go there Mm -hmm. and let the guitar be the dominant instrument of this piece and he was like okay cool he sends me back that with like 10 different takes and me and DJ sit in his home studio and piece it all together but yeah it was really dope Jackson did such an amazing job Bea did an amazing job. I'm really proud of the song because it ends up being different and everybody brings their own style to it, even down to Bow House, because what y'all hear on the project is like the final beat. It didn't start that way. Like when me and when me and Bo, sorry, when me and Bow House had essentially sat down and created the beat, mm. it sounded different to what you guys hear. It was Bow House's amazing ear that made it kick it up a notch and was like, hey, on this part, drop the beat. On this part, let's really go there with how crazy the samples can get. So it's not just a normal sample soul chop. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that song really was a bed of experimentation. And it was just about just letting it ride. No, it's, it makes sense. And it's a great song. Like, it holds up to being all that. Like, you went on, on the limb and were like, you know, I'm going to experiment. And then you ended up getting really like a smash hit song like oh, thank it is, you it is a great song but i want to get into there's apollonia interlude yeah one it's a great interlude two, two, two it, it's almost like that one jay-z song um the beach is better like right when you oh, get yeah. into it right <laughs> when you get song. into it it cuts off and it made yeah. me so mad because i was like i remember there was a song on this project and i get mad every time i hear it and it's that one because <laughs> right when you really get into it it cuts off and i'm like yeah. really <laughs> really <laughs> yeah that's the one of interludes good interludes can make you do that like the one uh interlude i think about it's like on my life with mary and her marvin gay interlude and you like mm. whoa like this sounds amazing or like you said beach is better or even drake had a few interludes mm-hmm. um and good interludes are just transition points to get to the next song i knew from if we wanted to go from 22 to full moon we needed something else so it's not that jarring luckily Dougie again me and him working together he sent me this loop and we just couldn't figure out the beat for the loop and then I ended up meeting Bluka who is amazing on synthesizers by the way I was like hey man I asked Dougie I said hey would it be okay if if Bluka like remade your beat like in a synthesizer style he was like yeah go ahead 
So I sent Dougie's original loop to Bluka and was like, hey, can you make a beat out of this in your synthesizer style? That's mm-hmm. how you get what you hear on the project, just the instrumental part of it. And things for that song just kind of all came together. I had met Shanae two years prior. And at the time she was on tour with like SZA and she had been touring with Smino and T-Pain and all these people. And I think I'm like this small in my head. So I was just like, man, I, I would love to get her on this song. I don't know if she gonna go for it like I text her right away and she was like yeah let's do it so down to earth and then when we met up she came up with this dope line you got me wondering like right there and I was like oh yeah that's dope yeah her voice like floats on the song exactly exactly and just like 22 this was another sense of like it sounded so good when we was writing it and singing it together it was like let's just record it that way so that's how you get me and her singing on the interlude and then I really want to get into like soundtrack like writing for music for soundtracks so the reason I called it Apollonia is because the beat sounded like that character in that movie not the godfather version ladies and gentlemen the prince version (laughs) so (laughs) so you know that beat made me think of her and I just think like Apollonia is one of the most beautiful women in the world so I was just like wow like this beats make me think of her and I watched Purple Rain once and like wrote in the sense of me talking to that character so it was like a good exercise for me in terms of like getting to screen right in a way no that's really cool um <laughs> speaking into existence whoever will listen to this hopefully you know you have a big <laughs> film and you need somebody to do your soundtrack yeah uh, Dewan's here so yeah <laughs> hit them hit up the line. <laughs> listen, listen to the project listen to this podcast and hit his line up uh yeah. so we can get the soundtrack going hopefully um so that leads into i wanted to say it's actually you already said it but i had it in my notes apollonia's interlude is an amazing transition into full moon um and full moon is a legit hit i mean you know i've heard full moon Thank you for years and years now but it's yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it really is like a perfectly crafted song um, thank you where once you listen to it I'm like okay it do you remember you and I've had conversations about this years ago yeah how we used to listen to Drake's views I and am. it had like one half is the summer the other half is the fall or something like that I yeah uh... I feel like this project goes from the transition in the fall but you still have those certain like vibes where people want to party and they gather and different things full yeah. moon to me is that like it's giving <laughs> that last little bit of summer and that vibe just of like it's not over yet you can still meet with people it's a little warm <laughs> um how did that come about because i mean it's just a great song uh, thank you and there's I... so many people on it but they all you all work out perfectly on it thank you yeah that song really kind of came about funny enough me and you we was in college and we was listening to birds in the trap i remember this vividly because that day it came out birds in the trap came out i text dougie and i had and i said hey man send me all the bangers you have because i have a lot of these ballad heavy songs (laughs) i need something with some bump on it Mm -hmm. and this man sent me like 30 beats to my phone I lied to you not this man sent me like 30 beats and you know me at the time I listened to everything so I was mm-hmm. scanning through all of them but it was this one that ended up being full moon and I was like ah 
this is this is it this is it this fit the vibe this is it i text doug i was like man i need this one this one right here he's like i can't find the files i'm like no <laughs> do something man so he sends me the beat and it's cleaner than when mm-hmm. i heard it and i was like yo this is it but it sounds better he was like oh yeah i just remade the beat wow. so that goes to show you how dope dougie is so i had this beat I knew I wanted to do something for like my neighborhood and Rim, you know, he was at my house all the time and I would play him stuff. And, you know, Rim is a quiet guy, so he really don't say much. Mm -hmm. But when I played on that beat, he was like, yo, you better murder that shit. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay, you must like it because you never say anything like that. Right. So Realm loves the beat. I'm like, all right, you gonna hop on it. Josh gonna get on it, and we gonna get heaven to sing the hook. Cause I always wanted us to do a song, and you know it just never came out at the time. So that same day, I get Josh and heaven to come over to the house. Josh write his verse. Heaven lays a hook, which we didn't end up using, but we she laid a hook, and Realm started writing his verse. This happens for two days, so that was the first day. Second day, Real comes with a verse or half a verse. I can't remember it. I remember that day that verse got finished. So I can't remember if he like came in with the verse or if he wrote it right then, but he kicked us the verse. And it's this bouncy, I'm holding on to something, trying to see. Your... I was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. And Josh was trying to be on some smooth shit like me. Like normally in my raps, like I think he was trying to emulate that style of being smooth. I was like, nah, bro. The reason I want you on this song is because you're harder than me. Like you got to rap with aggression, my guy. Mm-hmm. So when you come in, look, this is love. And you know, you need to bring that power with you. So he raps his verse like that. And as he's rapping it, I come up with these melodies. Da, 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 da. Heaven being the genius songwriter she is, she don't want to admit it because she told me right off the bat, hey, I'm doing this song, but I'm doing this as a favor for you. I want to go to school and I want to be a psychologist. I don't want to be a singer. Mm. So she count this, ladies and gentlemen, as a personal favor to me. So the genius songwriter she is, she hears the melodies that I'm coming up with Josh. She goes, it's late now, so come over. See, I'm trying to get to know you. I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. And then she mixes in what Realm is doing. So if you're trying to stay up, we could chill. I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's the hook. That hook we laid yesterday, that wasn't it. (laughs) So, you know, I take everybody to the studio and they lay their parts down. It takes me a year to make my verse. Wow. A year. And you could ask Mel, who was like with me a lot of the time, and she ended up singing backgrounds on Rim's verse. She would come into my college dorm and I would be working on these same lines. How many conversations in these late nights do we often find ourselves in? Stop. And I would just keep saying the lines because I couldn't think of nothing else. Mm-hmm. And at this time, you know this, I was trying to finish the song before my Soul Fest show. So we had already shot the video and everything. So literally on the video track, all you hear is Josh's verse, Heaven's Hook, a blank beat like literally just beat and then realm comes in mm-hmm. like my parts was completely empty 
and I remember the dancers was kind of like, yo, like, where's the verse? Like, I don't know what I'm dancing to. I'm like, yo, just dance to the beat. Like, this is going to be really dope. Do what you do. And then I'll wrap around what you're doing. So we finished the video, no verse, right? Mm-hmm. And one magic day, which happened to be like a year past Josh and them laying a verse, I had the right life experience and I just wrote the verse. I locked myself in the music practice room, like in the music building and hammered that thing on out because it didn't have any Wi-Fi, any, any like phone reception. So I couldn't be disturbed. Sat in that laid that thing down and then came out and kicked it to my friends, kicked them the verse, the whole thing. And they was like, yo, that's dope. That's dope. I'm like, all right, cool. Go to the studio two weeks later. And Carolina, who we sing in the Spanish mm-hmm. part with, she lays her part and I attempt to lay my verse. But I come out of it hating it, right? I'm like, nah, this ain't it. Like, this ain't it. Like, no, all that prep and this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I was like, you know what? Banks, Banks the Genius, who I had ended up recording most of Symphony with. He had mm-hmm. told me a while ago, like, hey, if you ever want to come into the studio for like an hour, like, I'll give you that free hour because you're always working here anyway. And I had like some time in between classes and I would take the bus up Michigan Avenue to his studio. So one day I took him up on that off. I said, hey, man, can I get into the studio really fast? Like, and now I just need to lay this verse down. He said, yeah, I come through to the studio. And as you hear it on the project was my first take of me doing it with Banks. Oh, wow. I laid some ins and outs and that was that. But you know what it is? I think I just got comfortable with the verse and I had been studying it so much and then left it alone for a while and then came back to it that by the time I was able to lay it, I was able to lay it with the same, with the right amount of emotion that it needed. So yeah, that's what you get on the project. And which I feel like that says a lot about and you know, especially to whoever are listening to this, the artistry of being an artist, like a, mm-hmm. a musical artist, uh, it isn't yeah. all about doing it right there in the moment. Like, yeah. like you said, it took you a year just to get that verse. And I mean, it's a great verse too. So, you. you know, to whoever, however old they are, who listen to this, um, not everything happens music wise within, you know, a couple minutes. It yeah. might take a very long time. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Like, if I could backtrack to 22, like, well, the fastest verse I wrote on this album, or I keep calling it an album. See, Sorry, uh, you guys. It's a mixtape. I said it, I said it once, and then now that's just the theme of it, man. But um, no, nah, the fastest song I wrote on the project was Hourglass. Mm. And I wrote that fast because it was just what I was feeling at the time. So sometimes it can happen for you pretty fast. And sometimes it takes a while. It just, it's all dependent on the song. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to get into believing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we both know believing. Great video, great song. Thank um, you. I don't know the streams of the video views, but at this point, what is it, like a million views? It has a lot. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> But how you've told me this, but it'd be different, yeah. you know, on a podcast to other people. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? And especially because this is legit one song you were not on. Like, I feel like 
the yeah. look shows your creativity at one point but yeah. the leaving definitely shows the creativity of like whoa <laughs> this yeah. is what this guy is doing okay yeah i appreciate it but yeah that was a team effort like I came into that song knowing that I wanted to use that stylistic sample because I knew it was so cool. Mm. And originally that song went through a few iterations. It went through a version where it was going to be me, Amy, and Console. Again, at that time, I was running out of ideas and I was starting to get the same people for the same songs or for different songs, excuse me. But then I had met up with Rebecca and I wanted her to do a song on a project. And me and Rebecca had been friends since Soul Fest One, like a show that I put together my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to do a song with her and she was like all game for it. And this is another example of sometimes you just got to be in the room with the right person. I had that piano chord that Joshua gave me, those chords for almost like a year. And I couldn't think of nothing to say to it until I sat in a room with Rebecca and she said one thing that kind of sparked my mind. She was like, I lost a place in time. I said, oh, got it. I went and like laid down my phone and like voice recorded her whole verse, like the verse one, almost as you hear it on the project in one take of freestyle. And that's how you just need to be in the room with the right people to inspire you. And then she wrote that amazing hook, the first half, uh, hearts on the ground, what could be bound, believe in love will find its way to you. She initially wanted to repeat it, but I was like, hey, we need something different there. So I went home and wrote the second half of the hook. And then the same thing, verse two, I did it like that, the first half of it. But Rebecca's genius comes in her style of singing. So when that verse two breaks up into like that, believe in love will find this way, that's her and Josh. And then Josh is amazing on the production. He was like, all right, I'm going to completely flip this. Because, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be on some like just traditional sample stuff. He was like, no, I'm taking it in another direction. And then, again, I was listening to rock at the time. So we got Anders Nordstrom to come in and play guitars, and he just killed it amazingly. So, yeah, that song was really a big team effort. I'm really Uh, proud to be a part of it. No, that's pretty great. Like, I did not know all of that about the song. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, So here, the next track, I did witness I guess. Ah, uh, yeah, he did. Keep on dreaming. Um, I remember that. What was that? Summer twenty seventeen. Yeah, 18? it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a while ago. And that I, I don't know. I've never really been in many recording sessions, but that one just had like a feeling to it to witness oh, a song coming out. And I remember at the time I'm thinking, oh man, it's a sweet the song's gonna come out soon. And then I mean, it didn't come out for like years. Later, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Um, I needed the time to perfect it my guy it's all good it was like one of those things where I'm like oh this is coming out like next week and then now it didn't come out for like three more years but um, (laughs) what about that though of like the feeling of one it's an inspiring song like you go through this whole project and then you end it on this like really inspirational note and I feel like is this like a song where you're saying keep on dreaming to the listeners or keep on dreaming like this is an inner personal thing to you as a person i want the listeners to listen to it but you know i can't take credit for that because i didn't write the song this Mm. was a song that that i used to sing in my high school choir 
Like I'm very, like I'm a quiet person. That's where my music background comes from. Mm -hmm. And this was a song that always touched me when we was in quiet. Like I didn't know why. I didn't know really how. It just kind of touched me in a way. And I was always loved harmonies on it and everything. And I always was like, hey, if I had the chance to do a project, I would redo the song. Luckily, my music teacher in high school knew the guy who wrote the song or his brother. So his brother put me into, into contact with the actual songwriter of the song. His name is Percy Beatty. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with him and I told him exactly what I told you. Like, it's a song that I've been really inspired by. I would love to redo it. And he gave me the permission to go ahead to do it and to do it in my own way. So I took that extremely seriously. So to go back to where you was at the session, that was like the first initial session with like Anna, Augusta, China was there, and Shani laying mm-hmm. the foundational parts of what will be Keep On Dreaming. They laid down the, the foundational vocal tracks of what I would end up building on. So it really was a labor of love because that song was broken together piece by piece. It was the first song I produced fully by myself and I had to really piece everything together and I went and got the band laying parts for that song and even some people who wasn't on any songs ended up just coming in and doing like some doing like some ad libs or some free singing here and it really was a labor of love like I know Shanae came in from Apollonia she ended up coming in and doing some stuff Amy Mm. ended up coming in doing some stuff I ended up laying some stuff myself and it was a big thing so like by the time we got done it was just like a hundred tracks singing at you at once and I was like oh man I gotta like scale this down build it up like a pyramid and start with the three foundational voices as the song goes on make it be bigger and bigger and bigger so it was like my first forte into being like a true producer and putting the song together and it was a very amazing labor of love for me like I would redo every thing of it again like if I had to do it again I would love to do it again it took a long time but I'm really happy with the result and like when people come up to me now and just go like yo this song inspired me to do x y and z or I love this song it's so amazing you know I love that they love the song that's amazing but like the people who are like man like this really helped me get through a tough time I'm glad it was able to do it for you because the same because that same song did something for me Mm -hmm. So that's just speaking to the genius of uh, Dr. Percy Beatty. So thank him for that. Uh, that's amazing, man. Like, it definitely is one of those songs where you listen to it and it feels like it should be in like a commercial of some sort to right. inspire <laughs> people to do something positive. You know what I mean? Like, we see so many commercials, like, do they really inspire you to want to go do something and oh, achieve man. your dreams? But this song, I feel like, would work perfectly in a commercial or a film. Um yeah, just something that's really amazing that is inspiring truly yeah this, i appreciate that this project um one of my i guess bigger questions would be mm-hmm. what are the meanings to you if you could just do kind of like a lightning round of saying it each title of the song like each title of this project so okay. like you got uh, september's baby that part we know because yeah you're born in september but every yeah. song after that like the title of it because when we're re-listening to it i'm like i wonder what the titles mean <laughs> yeah so I, we started with hourglass yeah so hourglass is about patience it was me writing through a time where i had writer's block quote unquote writer's block i don't 
believe in writer's block anymore, but that's another story. Mm. And then the look is just speaking on the sample, what the sample was saying. Uh, 22 was about me falling in love at that age and really kind of expressing what that meant to me. So that's what 22 meant. Apollonia was to make a song for that character in that movie that was kind of representative of some of the women in my life. Uh, Full Moon is actually an acronym, faithfully utilizing life and love mainly over averted nights. So I'll let y'all figure out what that means. Oh, wait, faithfully (laughs) utilizing. Faithfully utilizing. Life and love. Mm-hmm. mainly over averted nights i never knew that <laughs> yeah yeah it's an acronym but um yeah believing is just a cutoff version of what rebecca was saying in the hook and keep on dreaming that's dr percy Beatty's song <laughs> yeah um i want to ask you real quickly how i mean i know it but just to the listeners like i said you never know who we might have listening, you know, hopefully artists that are in high school or college want to listen to this and this is inspiring to them. Um, yeah. How long did this project cohesively come together? Like it take you to put this together? Like I said, I know the answer, but yeah. to the listener. It took me four years to put the project together, but I didn't realize how cohesive it was until we was in the mastering stages of it. And I was hearing the whole project back, mm-hmm. like, the levels was up, the mixing was done, and it was just a matter of hearing it how you guys were going to hear it. And I went, wow, this thing is more put together than I thought. That's why I really stressed, like, this is a mixtape, because I didn't know <laughs> it was going to turn out the way it did. Like, people still be like, yo, this is such a conceptual project, and I really didn't go into it like that. I was just writing songs about what was happening in my life at the time, and if that means that it told a story. I'm glad that that did it for you. Wow. Yeah, I never I never thought about it that way. I always thought you meant to do it cohesively like that. And I mean, it works out sequence-wise. It's yeah. a project that sequencely like, sounds amazing. Thank you. Um, so one of my last questions would be funding-wise. Like, I think yeah. that should be definitely brought up in the sense yeah. of you basically funded this all by yourself. Like, yeah. Let let people really know the the aspect of that. That's four years of funding a yeah. project yourself while in college for most of the, most of the yeah part. yeah. I was in college a lot of time and I was working multiple jobs and I was taking like the money I was making and putting it into the project because I just believed that much in it. And then towards the final end of the project, thank God, what ended up happening was. I had recorded the last session, believing we had did the background vocal session. That happened like two days before the country shut down. Mm-hmm. So everything was recorded for Symphony literally before shit hit the fan. And we all was in the house for two years. So luckily, I was able to have all the tracks there. Some of them were already mixed. A couple of them weren't. But I was able to really get with my engineer and mentor, Mike Cola, and mix those things remote and master them remote. But because I had some of the project done, I was able to go and fill in for grants, artist grants. And at that time, people were very generous with money that they would give it to people in the arts. 
So I would show these different grant makers um, pieces of my project and say like, hey, this is the concept. Luckily, I was, as I was creating the music, I was also getting the marketing together. So I also already had the, the cover and I already had like bits and pieces of photos that I would use to press release. So I had my stuff pretty much together in the process of recording. So I would able to go to these grant writers and say, hey, I have this complete, almost completed project. I just need to mix two songs and master the whole thing. But if you guys can give me X amount of dollars, I can complete it. And luckily the music touched them and they awarded me a couple of grants at that time, which was able really allowing me to be able to finish the project. And I did. And by that time, we were still at the height of the pandemic, but I released Symphony September 18, 2020. Yeah. And I mean, look what happened after that. You've had all type of placements, music videos, like yeah. everything. It is definitely an inspiring project, especially to someone. Um, I think people who are in college, outside of college, if you're younger than being in college or whatever, you know, yeah. it's inspiring. Like this person grinded throughout college funding this project and then yeah. releasing it in the midst of you know a pandemic yeah i appreciate that it was just it was all guys timing oh that's great man um so what do you have going on now for the people who the listeners that maybe you want to shout out or anywhere they can find you anything like that obviously i'll add in like social media but yeah what's, what's something you would want to let the listeners know I'm currently in production of my new music video for my single voicemails. Mm. And I think it's going to be an amazing project. It's going to be one of the most elaborate music videos I've ever done. I'm really excited because this is something that I came up with from top to bottom, song related and video related. Mm. So this project, we're doing a GoFundMe for it. And we're nearing the beginning of production in terms of getting ready to shoot it so i'm really excited about that so if you guys could support that that'll be great and then if you want to follow me follow me on instagram at d3won underscore music that's amazing man thank you um you know i definitely will keep in touch with everything i mean we talk almost every day so obviously <laughs> <laughs> um but thanks for joining the podcast man no nah, man um, thank you for having me no problem. Uh, we'll stay in touch. Quiet.